Hi, I'm Paul Kacha, and you're listening to the Super Lit Podcast. Intro music. podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the lgbtqia community hello sophie and paul hello hi um so today we have a special guest uh the author of the player or or puck buddies as we call it um that's that's the original title and we're going with it yeah the unofficial title yeah the only every time i like looked at the cover i was like okay Please remember, that's not the title. But yeah, why don't you tell us? I mean, a- I don't dislike the player. I'm <laughs> sorry for interrupting. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I don't dislike the player, but I still, I love Putt Buddies, and I was surprised it got as far as it did into the process. <laughs> um, how, how far into the process did it get before they were like, you can't do this? Like two months out, they were like, um, we probably can't have this title. <laughs> Well, that's good. Wait, two months before publishing it, or yeah, and I'm like, shouldn't it be at the printers today? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> oh my god! Oh no! Someone's hand printing it as they they say, "Ooh, maybe not this." I but was yes. like, I think it's a good title. I get that maybe you don't want it for kids, but um, <laughs> I still think that the kids would laugh at it. I think it would work. I have picked things up based solely on names. And if it's funny, like that would make me pick it up. Right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, Paul, tell us a little bit about the player. Sure. Other than um, I was a bad story. I was about to grab it to do the visual, but I realized no one can see it. Oh, yeah, no. I keep telling <laughs> Sophie that we need to like put this up on YouTube so people can watch it. And we're we'll do some like, video like, content. Time. I practice my van of white hands and like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this book. It just fades into I... the himbos behind you, Brendan. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> here it is, right in my hands. Perfect. See, yeah. But I'm telling you, it's here. Yes. <laughs> we love the album uh, artwork. You know, I was surprised because I finally saw the cover after months and months and everyone had seen it before me and they were like this is the 12th cover we've chosen um and you can't say no because we've gone through so many without you involved oh my god (laughs) okay say no oh okay and I was like it's fine just go with it (laughs) sure and then I, when I saw it in person, he had acne on his forehead and I was so excited. So I phoned the editor. I'm like, he has acne. I love it. I was like, <laughs> he looks real. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, does yeah. he still have, and I, I guess I just didn't notice that. I, that was the first thing I noticed when I actually held a copy, but on the computer, I couldn't see it at all. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, acne. <laughs> He's he a real that. He looks like, um, he looks like my friend Jason a little bit. 
they have the same face, I think. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the player is about Cooper, who is a goalie. He's just transferred teams mm-hmm. and broken up with his boyfriend, who also transferred teams, but out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not exactly in the closet, but he doesn't know if it's safe to come out to his team yet. He just doesn't know them well enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one night after a, a win, he ends up having a physical encounter with Pesh and they both just get it on. Um, so I had pitched this as a hockey hookup book to the editor wow. when I had met with her. So I said to her, uh, we're, she said, we're looking for someone for our romance line and we're looking for a queer romance. So I had two questions. I'm like, how do you feel about a gay hockey hookup book? And do the two lovers have to end up together? <laughs> and she was like, interesting questions. Well, I feel good about the first part and the second one, I think I feel good about it, but it wasn't published as one of their romances. So obviously other people disagreed with us. Um, So really this was, uh, I had read an article about how hockey is the most homophobic sport in the world, which Mm -hmm. I thought was really interesting Mm -hmm. because how did hockey get to be the most homophobic sport? And I thought, what would it be like to be a gay player? or to be bisexual or just queer in general. Mm -hmm. And what would that look like? And how would you conduct a relationship? And from there, it kind of bloomed into, well, let's put two players on the same team and see what they do. Um, So that really was the beginning of this. And uh, Pashan, Pash in the book, I was like, you know what, let's give him a girlfriend. And she's very cool and casual. And she ended up being one of my favorite characters. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of where the book started from. The other part that had spurred on the article, which I looked into, was the NHL has started this program called Hockey is for Everyone. Uh And during the same year that they started it, in the playoffs, a player licked the face of another player and he was a repeated face licker, which sounds so weird to say. (laughs) Repeated. What year was Um, this? Oh, a couple of years ago, I think. Okay, I was like, please tell. uh, The idea of that now is terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, (laughs) there were like not really that strict rules for him and he was uh kissing other players right on the mask as well and then when he got interviewed he kept saying oh well maybe i thought he was cute so Uh he kept using male attraction Uh to get in the other players heads and throw them off their game and Uh so the article was that's homophobia um and i was like yeah sounds like homophobia to me (laughs) i agree (laughs) um and the book started there so i just thought I know nothing about hockey, but now I'm going to write a book about it. Yeah, I'm not um, a sports boy. Um, I know running sports. Um, if that, can, I mean, yeah, like cross country and track, I guess. But like, I don't really know um, uh, sports that involve sticks, like lacrosse or hockey. <laughs> I have no idea about sports. I, <laughs> I mean, I've watched a lot sports. of rugby, but not. Uh-huh. I know nothing about what's happening. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds. They're very attractive. The idea. (laughs) That's how I feel about hockey. Sounds terrible. The idea of rugby players sounds amazing. Yeah, I've been to two hockey games, and both of them were to see gritty. Um, And the best part of the games was when the players were fighting with each other, like when they got (laughs) when they were soon they started. Because I, the only sport that I actually like keep up with even gently is professional wrestling. So I was like, yeah, let's go. This is great. We don't need to score points. Let's just beat the crap out of each other. Why do they fight um, so much? Why are they such fighty boys? 
Uh, they like to do a punch. Um, I they think totally when I went, my friend went with me was a lot more versed in like the actual politics of like the specific teams. Uh-huh. And at one point she was like, so that guy slept with that guy's sister and they have a baby together. And I was like, oh oh, okay, God. so there's like actual drama happening yeah. here. This is interesting. Intrigue. Um, they can't fight at Thanksgiving, so they just get paid. <laughs> um, but I do love, I love a sports boy. I love yeah, a sports you, boy. You do. <laughs> and I went to a hockey high school. We actually had an OHL oh. team, which is the Ontario Hockey League. So it's like a level below the NHL, I think. Okay. Um, and I could be wrong. So someone can correct me on that one. Um, but we had a bunch of hockey players in the school and we were allowed to get out of class if you go watch the hockey game, which was a weird system. It's like, we need spectators. Go watch hockey. Everyone else is in class. You go. <laughs> That would be amazing. Yeah, I guess it just in general, like hockey is like a much bigger deal in Canada as like a national sport. Yeah, I, um, what's our national sport? Lacrosse, I think. But Wait, it's it? unofficially hockey. Like yeah, it's not hockey. hockey. Yeah, what? It's, I think it's lacrosse. Um, maybe it's curling. But hockey is a okay. sport that everyone's watching. Right. Yeah, I, I, maybe because um, Americans are taught when they think of Canada to think of just like people made of maple syrup, flannels, <laughs> lumberjacks who also play hockey. That is the national sport. I don't think we're actually taught that like, no, it's not. They just really like it. And our fans are like diehard fans. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in Toronto, we have the Maple Leafs, which is the team. Yeah. Every year they lose and every year the fans are furious and then come the next season suddenly amnesia sets in they're like yay the Leafs are the best yeah that sounds like I love that it's no fun rooting for the team that always wins no (laughs) so um I guess I know the Red Sox who are that's a baseball team uh, Uh yeah for the longest period of my life they hadn't won like anything um, and then one year, I think one of the kids in my class was like, yeah, the Red Sox are going to win. And everyone was like, no, they're not. They suck. Like, they're always bad. And I'm just like, yes, yeah, sports. We love sports. Um, and I that love was the sport. year that I think they won something. Yeah. And that kid came in and was like, fuck all of you. <laughs> like, I was right. <laughs> um, I have no concept of sports. I just tell tell my dad, like I ask my dad when he's watching something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what sports ball are like are you watching? <laughs> we actually had an arena, and I can't skate, which is <laughs> I, I'm a bad Canadian, but apparently a lot of Canadians are. Um, they just can't skate, so it's hard. They, it is hard, especially my mom taught figure skating too, so it's extra embarrassing. Oh my gosh. Um, and they put us out there in our first year of high school. It's grade nine. So in grade nine, they just threw us on ice. They're like, skate. And I'm like, whoa, I can't stand up. We're going to give you um, these shoes with knives attached. Like, yeah. Have fun. Oh, my God. And I just was like, the our gym teacher was actually some type of Olympic level hockey coach who was oh, teaching. Shit. And he came over and he's like, you know, one day... He's like, I just want you and your personal goals to be that you'll grow up and you'll be able to teach your kids how to skate. And I just started laughing. I'm oh. like, you've got the wrong girl. <laughs> like, I am not going to be <laughs> you are not that kind of girl. <laughs> like, I mean, that's wrong like, one. <laughs> that's like sweet, but also like, you've got you. <laughs> I am not that kind of girl. 
Yeah, I'm like, I'm the one who's dreaming of doing like an axle. If you can't teach me to spin around and look pretty, there's no point me being yeah. on the ice. <laughs> How's my wig supposed to get movement if I can't spin? Yeah. 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 And, like, and their uniforms don't have sequins on them or rhinestones. Also, Why full, even bother? They're full pants. Like, come on. No shorts? Yeah. They wear the pants with the little laces. That's which, true. Oh, those like, are great. They're in The Witcher. They're wear medieval pants. Yeah. Yeah, but like I feel like hockey players don't. They got there's just so much padding. Yeah. Like I've never met a person who looks bad in baseball pants. Baseball pants make everyone's butt look amazing. Baseball also, baseball players just like have amazing legs. But even like football players, they look kind of lopsided because they're like. Yeah. I feel like hockey players. I think of them and they're just like all padding but maybe I'm yeah. only thinking of goalies no it's of most of the players because of and the pads stink which is the other part that no one warns you about um, because they they're so spongy they just soak up the sweat and it smells awful it's the perfect setting for a romance book yeah yeah the smell of man yeah. <laughs> that's the other title of this book the smell of, the man. Smell of man that was the other other title yeah the other other title um so where uh, so where did you get the idea for pesh like I, I he's a very specific character yeah um he started when i was i decided i was going to talk about homophobia and hockey uh-huh. um really i thought well hockey is a cisgendered white male sport uh-huh. for kids with a certain financial means Mm-hmm. Um, if you're poor, you're probably not going to be able to afford equipment or for your parents to be taking you to the rink at five, six in the morning. Yeah. There were a lot of other factors. And my editor, who um, is a person of color, I said to her, you know, I'd like to do this. I'd like a character who is also, um, he's Pes- Pesh is Sri Lankan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd really like him in the book. Uh, a friend through high school and university was Sri Lankan. And something that happened to me is I went to his house and his parents said to me, without ever having met me before, you know, we have this British white heritage in our bloodline. And I always thought that was really strange for them to say to me. And I wanted to know why they said it, but I couldn't really ask him or his family um, why that was important for them to tell me. Mm-hmm. And so she said, try it out. And I said, okay, but if it's bad, you have to tell me and we have to cut it because I'm not putting out a book that's subpar. Um, the character has to be have justice done to him. The culture has to have justice done. And I'll do the re- research, but if it's bad, you call me out on this and yeah. it has to go. Yeah. And she's, so she was uh, as hard as I asked her to be, which was great. She was very, very good on these things. Uh-huh. And she was, you need to do this to make it sound better. You need to look into this. Uh-huh. So the research ended up being like a couple hundred years worth of research into Sri Lanka, including like imports and exports and who uh-huh. Uh, colonize the country at what time mm-hmm. and I thought oh that's maybe part of why they said this to me and why it was so important to him and his family for me to know that mm-hmm. um, so Pesh really started with an experience that happened to me and I just wanted to know more I'm a little bit curious and I'll start poking at things that maybe I shouldn't <laughs> it's like don't go into that club I'm like I'm going in <laughs> I'm already in that's funny <laughs> I already have a membership um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, just left. <laughs> I think so when um 
when I keep calling him Coop, when Cooper goes to um, Hesh's house for the first time and that like interaction happens, I was like, why is this happening? And um, my, yeah, my editor and I talked a lot about that. And I said, no, it can't just be a happened to me. And I wrote into a book and she says, no, actually, as someone who is different because of how I look, um, she said, this says a lot about the character to me and about conformity and his desire to conform to standards. Mm-hmm. And she says, it's something that I've experienced in my life. Um, and she's from a small town out um, south of Toronto. So quite a, a while out. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, my brother was a hockey player and actually he was more accepted than I was. She said, everywhere I went, they knew who I was because I was the only girl that looked like me in the whole township, like for four or five towns around. Yeah. She said, so it didn't matter where I went. They're like, oh, you're so-and-so. Yeah. Um, so she was, no, it says a lot about the character and where he comes from and this lack of acceptance that he feels even from his family. Yeah. And that it's kind of put into their culture uh, that they're not necessarily able to conform in the way other people are unless they actively try to. Yeah. Yeah, I was, um, I was because the, the interaction, the book is less than 200 pages. I thought it was like 130 and then as I like got to that point I was like wait there's still like 50 more pages left of this book um when I got to that point I was like I wonder why like this particular scene was included um I can't wait to ask Paul about it um it's interesting that it's something that has actually happened to you in real life um but it did it did feel like these characters needed to be like oh like part of it and Pesh is just like I don't want anything to do with this conversation please stop but also teenage boys in general are like I mean please stop talking and to (laughs) him in that situation it was just you're pointing out we're different and I don't want to be different like more than anything I want to be the same as everyone else yeah and my success is tied to being the same as everyone else Uh uh-huh um so he she I think understood what I was going for with the character yeah. quicker than I did <laughs> which is a good editor yeah an editor that knows what your character is doing before you think to do anything with it um also I'm kind of obsessed with Bobby being just like yes I'm going to be a PR agent just like how also what is like the age group of the kids uh 16 17 okay mm-hmm. so like so- I'm imagining a 16-year-old girl in like a kitty outfit to be like, yes, I'm going to be a PA, like PR. Like no, I had to argue for her and they let me keep the cat portion of her outfits, but she also <laughs> wore these really big oversized blazers with huge shoulder pads. Hell that yeah. That sounds perfect. I-, I thought so. And they were like, oh, she's reading too old and too smart. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> a girl who's too smart in a book. Let's go back and talk about this for a second. We and all like, know no, 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 we didn't mean that. <laughs> we have all been friends with a girl boss at the age of 16 who knows exactly what's going on and what she's, she's franchising already. Yeah, she's already a franchise <laughs> owner. She she is a she's a personality. She knows she's the motherfucking manager. She's Bethany Frankel. <laughs> and she just kind of walked in her blazers and they're like, okay, get rid of the blazers. And she talks a lot about numbers. So edit out all the number talk. Um, and make her one of the suggestions was make her more obsessed with social media and I'm like no Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that was one where I was like 
she would not be obsessed with social media and fame. This is not who that character is. Yeah. She would only see it as a means to an end. So if she's mm-hmm. not getting something out of social media, she doesn't have time for it. Right? Yeah. And once I had said that, then they're like, oh, you're right. She wouldn't act like that. And I'm like, I know I made her. <laughs> I know. She and I are the same From my person. mind. Yeah. Um, but the editor was great because she was like, yeah, I totally see what you're saying now. <laughs> yeah. And I think also like the idea of like adults who are editing or like someone who's obviously older than a teenager going like, oh no, a 16 year old would definitely be obsessed with social media. I feel like that idea is also like not always super correct or current because kids are always coming up with a new form of something. Like I had no care about TikTok until we were in quarantine. And then I was like, yes, I would like to learn the dances. Like, <laughs> yes, please. I feel like Bobby would be like, no, this is how we do this thing. This is how we're gonna get the numbers to go because she truly is, <laughs> I hate saying the phrase girl boss, but she's really a girl boss. You know, that was part of it too. I'm like, Pesh likes social media, but why is he like social media? Because he intends to be someone worth seeing. Mm -hmm. So fame is a goal for him. Yeah. Bobby will get into social media, but she gets into social media because she's like, what can it do for me? What power Mm -hmm. do I get out of numbers? And if I can create a followership, what can I get? What's the next step? So she's always forward looking. Mm -hmm. How does Bobby get my socials from the Super Lit Podcast app? Would love to. You know, I haven't figured that one out. (laughs) Um, There's all these rules for social media, apparently, which I'm not good at. Uh, I didn't have social media before Cub came out, and I didn't really want it. Yeah, I didn't want it. Um, It just wasn't. You know, I just I do what makes me happy, and that's the only way I figured out how to do it. So it's like I'm gonna draw a picture on a volleyball today. There you go. Um, I love that your Co-Volley series is still going. It brings me great joy. We're still in lockdown. So. Yeah. Well, I just love that it's not like a thing that's like, oh, I'm interested in doing that. Eh, I'm going to stop. Like it's, I feel like we've all had that, that, that art project that we're like, I have to put this down because I no longer care about it. Um, it's just nice to see that you have come up with so many different topics for the volleyball art. And it's not, I mean, I really should make it a more lucrative endeavor so Bobby I, would be very angry at me. <laughs> she would be. She'd be like, you're wasting your time. My mom actually says that. She's like, you have a lot of time to be doing these things, don't you? <laughs> I'm going to make a book out of it. She's like, every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every day. My followers need them. Brendan needs to see the new Kovali art. Um, you should make a coffee table book out of the Kovali pictures. <laughs> Oh, that'd be cute. Yeah. I would, you know, someone would said like do it. a kid's book, and I'm like, what's the angle? Um, I don't see the story in it. The yeah. Kid, like, well, the kids learn how to make the Kovali art. <laughs> it's like, we're in lockdown, and I need a friend. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to create one. <laughs> I'm uh, very lonely. <laughs> I wonder if the design house Kavali, spelled K, uh, not K, C-A-V-A-L-I, if they would try to sue you for your co-volley. They're like, very you close. know, take it up with the pandemic. This is not my problem. You can fight the coronavirus. <laughs> also, what money wanna... do you think they're going to get out of any author? <laughs> like... That's true. <laughs> it's like, I can give you this nickel. It's fine. <laughs> Here's the nickel I made. I found it outside. I didn't earn this. 
Oh no. Um, Sophie, did you have anything you wanted to add? <laughs> um, I will. I first of all, I really loved. We just keep talking. Let's keep talking about Bobby. Yeah. Um, I find that there is like a tendency in like male-focused queer books if there are female characters, and especially if they're like a girlfriend character in quotes, they tend to be like almost like a vessel for just like, uh, like to like expedite the plot or like cause drama and they're like usually like so horrible that they're like caricatures of people like they're just like they're here to cause problems so the two guys could get together or whatever but I just like love so much when there's like a really good female character who's just like written very nicely like a human um I appreciate it so much and I just really liked Bobby a lot <laughs> before that <laughs> She was one of my favorites too, so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just, I don't know if you know about this, but there's actual puck bunnies. That's the terminology for girls yeah. who hang. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've heard that. I've heard that in passing. Um, but, and I think, I think that was like, I think just like it, it nothing felt, um, I don't, I don't know. It felt like very much like a, it captured the energy that's kind of like because there is like the like misogyny built into like the hockey experience especially from like the players versus like and then like puck buddies perspective but it wasn't like i don't know upsetting to read i don't know <laughs> that's not the right word but um it was i i really liked all of the the characters you wrote um i of course because um i will focus on the side character i mean he's not really a side character but he's not in as many scenes i love dax the most oh yeah yeah dax was a <laughs> leftover from when the book was supposed to be a romance um, <laughs> he was in one scene and the editor said if you're gonna write as a romance you need to bring him out more yes. um so i wrote it as a romance and i brought him out and i i ended up loving him because mm -hmm. i think he kind of sees through the crap of the other characters oh, yeah. at certain points mm -hmm. and he's just like you do realize he's a jerk <laughs> I'm just going to call it out. <laughs> yeah. I love um, that. That. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, it's just, uh, I, I like when there's always, there's like a, he was a very good like character that always will come in like a little bit later into the story and is like, so you know that that guy's, that guy's like an asshole, right? Like that's not new information. And then like the main characters are always like, what? What? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cooper was a little bit like, no, he's not so bad. And <laughs> right, right, I'm right. Fine. We enjoy yeah. hooking up in hotel rooms. I'm not hooking up with a jerk. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's not like he decided that we have to sleep together for the rest of the hockey season. Well, I mean, me. <laughs> um, how many times have people <laughs> been with someone? They're like, well, he's really a piece of trash, but the sex isn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to stick around for a while and see where yeah. this goes. Maybe he'll get better. You know, no, you he got worse, points. but the sex was still good. <laughs> made some points, Paul. Points have been made. Yeah, truly. Um, and that was part of why I had asked if the two have to end up together, because I had read other parts of their line. And I said, you know, some, and Brendan, we talked about this, someone meeting the love of their life at 15. I mean, that doesn't really happen that much. Mm-hmm. No. especially for queer people i think no. it's you know i'm 
I still have a lot of stuff to figure out at 15 uh-huh. and you want me to be with someone the rest of my life. That's not going to work. I mean, unless it's yeah. Bobby, she knows exactly what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I feel like Brian should watch out because if someone's going to dump someone, Bobby's going to dump him. Oh, oh my so God. I Spoiler. Want I want <laughs> well, a sequel yeah. about them. Yes. I want a sequel to take place 10 years later. It's Bobby just like really killing it. <laughs> And just I like, feel she does a lot team. of the walking from the West Wing. Like yes, she finally yes. gets her suits with the big shoulder pads, and she's always walking somewhere. Yes. Walking talks all day. Yes, it's just, Shonda Rhimes is missing out on this opportunity. <laughs> I'd be like, here, just take them. See what you do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, um, she likes cat print. Go for it. <laughs> she likes cat print, but not animal print. She likes to dress up. I also. Yeah, and I also feel like she'd be the type of person who would find one of those old sweatshirts with the cat's butt on the back, like them in cowboy boots on the front and the cowboy hats at the back is like them with oh the cat Oh my god, butts. yes. That's totally her style. Every time she spoke, I was like, god damn it, Bobby, you're just killing it. Um, she just doesn't take no for an answer. She's an icon. She's a legend. Um, now come on. She's now. the moment. She is the moment. <laughs> now come on now. Um, yeah honestly uh, if the whole book was about her I would have been fine but I also really like Cooper I love Cooper I worked for Cooper when I um, worked at a movie theater and he was just like a 22 year old idiot who like was like very much like I'm hot and everyone here knows it and I'm gonna get away with everything except me (laughs) Yeah. Anytime that someone knows they're hot and they make that their one defining feature, I've never liked that person. No, but it's like it. I normally don't either because I'm like, oh, you're really cocky. But then he'd be like, do that like stupid grin, and I'd be like, that's you're ruining my life. It's bad. I mean, um, (laughs) I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. That's a total pump and dump. It's like. I can keep you for a second, but I'm not keeping you for 10 minutes. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, also, that's going to be the, the sound blurb for that's this That's the episode. sound blurb for the, yeah, that's the teaser for the episode. No, also really funny. So, Sophie, when Paul was giving me this book, he was like, listen, if it's too sexual for Sophie, I understand. And I was like, okay, so this book is just going to be full of, like, hand jobs or something. Something just, like, really... really aggressive yeah and as i'm reading it like there there are scenes that obviously like it's implied what's going on Mm. i also kept telling myself oh these are like college students no they're they're like high schoolers no they're college no they're high school back and forth because my brain is broken um Mm -hmm. and as i'm like reading it i was like was this book supposed to be like more sexy than it it is no there were um there's sexier scenes that were cut oh, and okay. part of it was the publishing house um, kept saying to me, you know, a 12 year old may read this. And I'm like, well, they shouldn't. I don't think it's age appropriate for that. Like uh-huh. they're not at the level where they're going to take away from the book what they should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if a 12 year old did need to read this, then maybe they need to read exactly as I wrote. So we went back and forth a lot. Yeah. Um, my poor editor who I really love her, but she didn't have an easy time. Cause I phoned her one day. I'm like, so listen, we have to talk about anal sex right now. And she's like, um, I'm at dinner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, if it stays in the book, I'm insisting on a condom. Yeah. I really like if there be lube in it. 
um, I don't feel good about writing that scene without those things. And I'm like, otherwise the scene probably shouldn't mm-hmm. be in the book. Yeah. And she was like, okay, I agree with all of that. And I'm like, sure. And if we cut it, I'm like, how does their relationship progress? Cause it's really a physical relationship. And that's not yeah. something that's always shown in a teen book mm-hmm. is that some characters do just want to have a physical relationship with someone and they're not looking for more. Yeah. So I just said to her in terms of plot progression, um, if, if they're doing the same stuff they were at the beginning of the book, at the end of the book, like nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. So she was like, no, 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 it has to stay now that I've talked to you. And I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad we had this conversation about anal. <laughs> I'm glad I talked to you about anal today. Um, so funny. I feel like you told me that story before, but also like hearing it, I'm like, oh, this is just like such a good point. Um, I do think that um, because kids have access to porn, everyone does it's just like really easy to find it um it's the thing that people who are engaging with it don't learn is that like that is like a fantasy and that there are so many like missing pieces that like (laughs) like young gay men are learning like oh i don't there's no preparation involved in anything it's just you do it or like straight porn it's just like yeah i just go straight to town it's like that's not how any of this works and we had a conversation with lev too Mm -hmm. who was like yeah you know like you have to include if it's gonna like the condoms part needs to be there and so does the lube part because like it's not especially if it's like this is my first time oh don't worry like no you need to like prepare the area (laughs) And with the condom, I just said to her, if it's not in there, I don't have a word count in this book um, to talk about why it's not there. So I'm not comfortable with that. Mm. It's if someone chooses not to use one, I think in a book, it's more responsible to say why and Mm. just give the reasons that they made that choice. And maybe it's a good choice. Maybe it's not an advisable choice. But, you know, just to say we didn't use one. I don't know. Yeah, I feel icky. Like yeah. <laughs> the good old, like I feel icky game, moment. I feel like absolutely there should be one involved. <laughs> I mean, after a hockey game, I could see too, like their blood still rushing, the adrenaline yeah. still high. Like it seems like the perfect moment to do something spontaneous. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I very much. Um, enjoy when authors include that stuff in books if it's got to be like a scene like that because it it really is Mm -hmm. like an educational moment especially if it's not like a full-on like sex scene if you will um right characters but like if a younger person is reading something like this and they're like oh yeah that like yeah let's teach people some good habits and like you said there's um such a reliant but my editor and I spoke about this too it was I said to her you do realize that gay men in particular sometimes only ever relate to each other on a sexual level mm-hmm. and that's it yeah there's not friendship there's not more it's no. um and I think I actually said to her in fact I'm pretty sure I'm like you do realize for some gay men that a blowjob is like a handshake it's like hi got to know you um <laughs> Oh my god! And I said, and I, I don't think that people should be judged for that. It's no. if you do that and you're consenting, and both partners are consenting, mm-hmm. like there are people who exist that way, and I don't yeah. think that they need my judgment or anyone else's. We so. don't slut shame here. I mean, good for you if you can get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so we had that conversation. Um, and then later I didn't realize what a big deal it was in kids books because yeah. every interview except this one has always said to me, so Paul, um, the sex stuff, how did you decide on that? And <laughs> where do you feel the line is in, in children's writing? And I'm like, well, oh, gosh. no, this book is for a 17 year old. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we give passes to TV, to music, mm-hmm. to film, to, and the kids have internet. Yeah. Why are books the one that we're going to scrutinize harder? If it was and a why is between it... a straight couple, it wouldn't have been as scrutinized. It would have been fine. But because it's two queer kids that are like enjoying themselves, that's the real issue that I think people have without so many words and saying it. Um, we've had, I feel like there was another author we spoke to that like someone called their book dirt. It was Phil Stamper's book. There was like the, the gag going around that like someone um, said that his book was dirty because there was like a, a scene like which if I remember the gravity of us there is like no like real but they were um, yeah. someone referred to it as dirty because it's like uh, something happens in the book but I can't even remember what because it wasn't like an actual sex scene or anything really close to it um, but someone put <laughs> the gravity of us in a Ziploc bag and was like there's a TikTok of them like washing the book because it's dirty <laughs> And it's like so stupid. Yeah, I mean that's funny. Like I think that's comical. I think Phil did too. But like the idea of a book being deemed dirty because it's Mm -hmm. like queer people like being consenting people and like enjoying themselves. Like I think I also think in um, things to worry about with straight characters too. It seems like um there's a. Uh, these stories are very important, so it's not me putting it down, but when it's mm-hmm. sexual violence, that's important to include in a story. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. Yeah. But why is the opposite not true? That people who are experiencing their sexuality and it's not punitive, why isn't that an important story to tell? Because it's gay. <laughs> I mean, even for straight people, it's like, oh, and especially female characters, it's like, oh, you can't experience desire. <laughs> That's a no. You don't feel that. that (laughs) Well, that was why I like Bobby too, because she's very in control of her own sexuality, and she's Mm -hmm. like, you know, when I'm ready, like I want to have sex with him. I want to know what that's like, and I'm like, good for her. Yeah, (laughs) it's that picture of Lucille going, good for her. Good for her. Good for good for you, girl. Go get it. Yeah, honestly. What does a condom cost? Ten (laughs) dollars. Um. <laughs> that's a good condom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I feel like that's the one from Pretty Woman. She pulls out of her boot and she like goes through the list and then she's like, and I have this gold magnum. <laughs> oh yeah. That's Specialty the gold magnum. That's the Chanel bag of condoms. A $10 condom. Yeah, the one that um, <laughs> Julia Roberts pulls out of her boot. It's that yes. one in particular. <laughs> I'm sure if that prop that specific one. That prop, if it's like this, I'm sure it's worth money. <laughs> oh my god. I wonder if it even does exist. I also not. imagine they do the scene with the jewelry box, but it's the condiment sign. And like you go to reach for it and they smash your hand. You're like, ah! <laughs> um, okay. So just on that topic, I know this is off topic, but just that scene. So I saw the movie, The Sweetest Thing first before Pretty Woman. So like when they're mm. doing the montage scene and they do that, I didn't understand like what they were referencing. And back then it wasn't like, 
like you could google things obviously but like it wasn't as prevalent to like ask the google machine like what is this in reference to and it'd be mm-hmm. like here's 50 different articles on like every single so like as a kid I didn't get it until I watched Pretty Woman and I was like wait which one of these movies came out first <laughs> and obviously it was Pretty Woman it was the sweetest thing um it was Pretty Woman first so I was like wait that's what this thing is from that's what this like weird like <laughs> <laughs> like thing is from um mm-hmm. i just had to tell someone that at least i've seen pretty woman my uncle was staying with us and there was it was over the holidays um and this was many years ago and there was a little kid running around and he stops in front of the tv and it's pretty woman during the i love lucy scene where everyone knows what she's about to do and mm-hmm. <laughs> um my sister-in-law looks at my uncle and she has a very high princess voice. she's like um do you think that this is the right thing for like a five-year-old to be standing here watching? Maybe we should change the channel. <laughs> and so he changes the channel and it's a dinosaur biting another dinosaur's head off. And she's like, um, I don't think this is a lot better. <laughs> They're the same scene. It's strange. This is just getting worse. <laughs> I feel like five is so young that you're just like, I don't know what's going on. There's people on the TV. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's it's like, a, yeah he he. Won't remember oh, that. Not gonna, know, not gonna know what's going on. Um, Whatever. Your, is it your nephew that like you always tell me about, Paul? That's like oh, oh yeah, my nephew to is. <laughs> You'll appreciate this as a plant daddy. He's downstairs um, building a one of those rolling seats that are very low to the ground so that uh-huh. he can garden more easily. Huh? Oh, <laughs> oh, that's so precious. Yeah, I just came I up on like. That. He was like, I've lost a bolt. And I'm like, I'm not the one to help you. <laughs> I don't know what that type of I've thing forgotten is. Where I this bolt. <laughs> was he smoking a long stick cigarette at the same time? I've lost a bolt. No, he was just like looking around and all the pieces. Like, I, I just can't find that bolt. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's just that. Talk to your mom. She knows hardware better than I do. <laughs> amazing um what was i gonna say um so i remember you saying it's also in the like last bit in the author's note um i remember the last time we spoke i think you had just maybe edited the book to include um to like change a line for the like nhl agent um it's bane pettinger yeah bane pettinger yeah i think I think you mentioned that to us in November, um, and I, di- I didn't realize I, until I read the author's note that that you, like, where specifically it had been edited. What part was changed in the book to include that? So it was three different parts. It had to be, um, Lorimer, who's the publisher, was great because I spent the afternoon phoning different people in different departments, and no one was at work, obviously, because of the lockdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I finally got a hold of people and I was like, I need to make changes. And they're like, it's literally at the printer right now. So you have to make very minimal changes. We can't change the formatting and the typeset. Like it, you can't throw it all off. Yeah. Um, so there was, it used to have a line in it that said there's no out players in the NHL or there's no one out in the NHL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not true. Like that's instantly not true, which I love. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Um, and up until that point, it was only players who had retired and really left their career who came out. Mm-hmm. 
um, Bain is still active as a player agent. So that's a huge change for him to be out. And his Instagram's great. You will appreciate it because he's always posting cute pics of him with his dogs. So I like that. That's enough for me. You guys keep talking. I'm going to do some research. (laughs) (laughs) It's research when you write something down. So as long as you make notes, it's fine. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This came up on the screen. This was just in my, like, things that I should look at. Oh. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Some buff dude. What were that to me? <laughs> um. <laughs> um, yeah, Anyways, that ended up being a big change, um, uh-huh. which they allowed me the last minute changes in three different parts where it was just slight wording. And this is going to sound incredibly dorky. I need to change verb tenses. And uh, Bobby makes an argument during the diner pie scene. Uh-huh. that I had to change slightly. So the sentence is almost the same, but mm-hmm. the it's reworded in a way that's um, more relevant. And they let me sneak in one little part where I got to mention that an NHL player agent has come out. Well, that's really uh-huh. cool that they let you do that. Yeah, and I'm giving them full credit. It was last minute. The book literally was at the printers. I had submitted the last pages uh, with the final edits a few a week or a few days before uh-huh. and they were like oh you can't go you know you submitted the major changes before but yeah. okay and I said and can I add an author's note like and they were like yes you can add the author's note like fine. everything you put forward was fine it was minimal yeah. <laughs> that's cool that they let you do that I'm wondering like what is the like absolutely like in the process um because I don't think we've ever asked this like what is the absolutely like there's no like it's done like when how long before the book actually comes out does that happen um each publishing house is slightly different of when they print but once the books are printed mm-hmm. they can't be losing money they can't yeah. be reprinting mm-hmm. uh, and i learned that from I, ugly betty yeah they just they're like it's done <laughs> um yeah, it's, it's already it's been sucks. printed yeah see you later mm-hmm. uh they might allow certain changes if there was a huge problem or something yeah. But that would be an exception. Okay. Um, so for this one, I think that happened in November. Okay. And yeah. I love that Bane came out, but at the same time, I had this reaction where I'm like, oh crap, he's yeah. come out. My book is no longer good. <laughs> I have to update the book now. I'm Bard so the happy books. for the world. I'm so sad for me. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Bane. Um, uh, what was I going to say? And he actually is, um, there is a woman named Lorna Schultz Nicholson. Uh-huh. And she's a Canadian kids writer. She uh-huh. writes a lot of hockey books and she's incredibly nice. Her husband is involved with the Edmonton Oilers and uh-huh. she's known Bane since childhood. So she was like, she's the one who sent it to me. And I'm like, oh my God, Lorna, first of all, what's a player agent? Yeah. <laughs> my no, book is ruined. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, she's like, I thought you'd want to see this. She's like, isn't aren't you happy? I'm like, I'm so happy, but I'm also so upset. What's going on with my book? <laughs> oh no! Um. So when did the player come out again? I know it came out this year. Um, it came out in Canada, uh, uh-huh. February. Okay. And my understanding is that Lorimer doesn't initially release into the U.S. So you've got copies before the U.S. should have copies. <laughs> I think there'll be copies out next year of it in the states. Okay um it yeah it's um 
it does <laughs> I include don't... U.S. prices on here. So for Canada, it's twelve ninety five, and then U.S. it's eight ninety nine. Good to um, know. So that's cool. Um. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Um. I'm so. I wonder how I I'm just curious because I don't know the process. I wonder how long the printing process actually takes before they're like, okay, the book is good. We're gonna send it out um at this date. Did they tell you beforehand like what the initial like release date would be? Um no, I <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> this is gonna I, sound I, so bad, but this yeah. book was a bit of a, a rush. Yeah. So the editor and I had been talking for months and months. Uh mm. COVID came in. It completely disrupted the process. Yeah. <laughs> and in the meantime, I had written a book with Eric Walters, which is coming out. Um, and Eric's a big deal in Canada. Uh-huh. It's coming out next March. Mm-hmm. So those books, um, ARCs, the advanced reader copies are now being printed. Uh-huh. So there's no changing of that book. And that one's out in March. And now, like, that's almost a full year. I wouldn't be uh-huh. able to change things. Yeah. But uh, with the player, they needed the book by the end of the summer. They needed edits pretty quickly. Uh-huh. Um, so it was a really fast turnaround. And I was like, okay, when do I find out when the date is? And my editor is a really great developmental editor, but she's yeah. not uh, the person who controls dates and stuff. Yeah. So I actually found out from the website. And then another author was like, you've got the date wrong. They just changed. <laughs> it oh, doesn't no. release when you think it does. Oh, no. Um, so I had done all this promo for it and I put yeah. all the right, the date, which I thought was right. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I need to change that. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, yeah, I think um, a lot of authors last year found out uh, that their dates were getting like moved around. I know that mm-hmm. Cemetery Boys got pushed back and it was like supposed to come out like that month. And then... I think that got pushed until October or September and we read it in October. But um, yeah, the, last year was um, a little wild for the publishing industry. Just I mean, mine wasn't that bad. I think it was like a week's difference, okay. but it was still like, oh no, I put out the wrong date. The numbers are completely wrong. Sometime no in February, the book will be here. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, I know that I think Tom and Robin's book that just came out, that was supposed to come out last year during Pride Month, and it got pushed almost a full year. Yeah, it's um when you get the chance. Mm-hmm. It just came out this week. No, last week, last mm-hmm. Tuesday, um, which is May. I know that this will be aired at a different time. But Robin also has another book, uh, Pride Puppy, which just released yeah. as well. So she had two Pride books a week apart for different mm-hmm. ages. I love that. So Pride Puppy's super cute. It's um, a little puppy experiencing pride and you get to see all the colors and rainbows and I love it. It's a picture book. Yeah, honestly, that sounds like something I want like right now. Robin makes really, really nice books, like actually visually nice. You get to yeah. flip through them and you're like, someone put a lot of care into making this book. It's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I don't think um, I had any other like notes or questions. Um Mostly, so for me, because I don't know sport, um, I don't know the sport well, um, the sport ball, if you will, Um, Mm -hmm. I, this wasn't difficult for me to read because it wasn't written in a way that's like, oh, you don't know about hockey and you never will. Um, I think the only phrase that like is repeated throughout the book, I'm like, what is that? Um, Is the phrasing of, I guess, the net being called the crease. 
Yeah. I hate that's that. Some... <laughs> I hate that it's called the crease. <laughs> Do you? I hate the it. The crease is the area in front of the net. So if you're looking oh. at, if you're looking from an aerial view and yeah, the net's the here, the half right? circle, that's the yeah. crease. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that the other players aren't supposed to like crowd the crease and come into it freely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I don't know all the rules. <laughs> that's, the hockey, that's the hockey goalie zone. Uh, they purposely asked me not to write a lot of hockey, which I was very appreciative yeah. of. So like, <laughs> they were like, we um, have no idea what you're talking about. It was me. I'm those people. But I did look up like impossible saves, which was really cool to YouTube right. for like two hours. That's cool. And decide like, mm-hmm. how am I going to have, I need an impossible save in the book. Um, how do you do research for a book like this (laughs) luckily youtube is there and people put Mm -hmm. together compilations so when kids ask me like how do i do research i'm like you should play video games um (laughs) because like super smash and pokemon anytime there's a tourney i'm like that tournament way of progression Mm -hmm. is very good for structure and to think about structure and and coming to a crisis point Uh uh-huh where it's like huh. two things that go up against each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if you're a video game player, like don't think that you don't know anything about writing a book. Yeah. Um, if you love YouTube, as my nephew loves YouTube, I'm like, I'm giving you permission. Yeah. Go and watch YouTube, but you do have to like write something down. If it's going to yeah. be research, you need to produce something after, which is the kicker. It's like, you can't just sit there and watch it. Right. <laughs> what exactly. do you mean I can't just sit and watch YouTube all day? I'm like, little did I know that watching Chopped would like lead to writing a book. So I'm like, watch TV. <laughs> there you go. There you Soak go. up as much pop culture as you can. Yeah. A. Um. Yeah, I think that was the only thing that like every because I had no idea what it was. I thought it was like the fabric of the net because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, he's so big to just be like in the net. Um. <laughs> Apparently, that's a thing with goalies, though. The bigger you are, the less room right. that is oh, uncovered yeah. of the net. Mm-hmm. So to be a really big soccer. goalie is a plus. <laughs> yeah. Big and wide. Yeah. Big and wide. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my boyfriend got a phone call where I was like, you know when they fall on their knees? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, in, in hockey, they, they just keep like landing on their knees. They fall on their knees. And he's like, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> he's, a rug- he's a rugby boy, right? No, he plays goalie. Um, oh, there we go. Yeah, sorry. He I... hates me talking about him, and here I am doing it, so too bad for him. Oops. It's okay. Um, we this love is just between us. Yeah. We, we love hearing about him. It's just between us squirrel friends. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. He'll never but, know. He'll never no. find out. But um, yeah, I don't know why I thought he played rugby. I don't know where that came to mind. Um, Brooke, ha- Brooke Carter has a rugby book, which is quite good. And Brooke was a rugby player, so she knows all about it. She had to do no research. She's I'm lived sorry. it. We have I to love hang that. up this call. I have to speak to Brooke immediately. <laughs> um, it's female rugby, which I love too. Because yeah. apparently there's a different set of rules when it's all girls. And I'm like, I love this, Brooke. Like, I need to know everything. <laughs> We're I should send that Brooke to my friend. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like, know. I I mean, there's always. I feel like there's always a, a like a quote unquote female version of sports. Yeah. Mm. Um. Uh. I mean, like, yeah. I think. 
generally there's usually like softball has like a little bit different rules obviously like a softball is larger than a baseball i think you can actually still bean people with the ball i'm not sure (laughs) because it's like because it's like because like a softball is like what it's bigger and it's like literally softer it has like more padding Mm -hmm. and then i think like the basketballs that the wnba use are like physically smaller too i think there's like minor changes to like stuff like that have never seen a softball in real life i don't think what what was i doing from um, class I don't, from, not being a <laughs> I was climbing weird, I was a climbing boy. Child. Yeah, I was climbing I was a climbing boy, so I climbed on things. <laughs> the next book involves a lot of basketball and Eric knows basketball well. Uh-huh. But I ended up doing research and I found out that most of um not most, a lot of the rules of men's basketball actually originated and predated in women's basketball that they were playing it nearly concurrently with men since the invention of it. Oh, and I thought I that was that. pretty cool. Yeah, I know like little to nothing about basketball, so that's actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. I know stuff about like baseball, soccer, football. I know that stuff, uh, volleyball. Um, but like, I have never played basketball. Well, do you want? We have things up here called Heritage Minute commercials, and they're now defunct, but they're really, really good, and they're from our Heritage Ministry to promote oh. Canadian heritage. Yeah. So there's one about basketball and how it was invented by Canadians and they drilled a hole in the bottom of peach baskets and used brooms to push the ball back up. Oh my gosh, amazing. I love that. Wait, you guys have churches? <laughs> we do in the Niagara region. <laughs> we have this great, if you ever come to Canada and you're near, like Niagara is about two hours away from Toronto where I live, there's a fruit belt and we make really great um, we grow really great fruit there. And one of the things they do in that region too is wines. So they make peach wine. Um, and it only comes out one time a year and you have to go to the winery and get it. What? So like, wow. I'll be there. Let yeah, me just we'll, tell, we'll tell me when I'm, I'm there. Are we still locked out of Canada right now? Is that a thing? Are we allowed in? I want the peach are wine. We, are Canadians even allowed to go to the winery and get it? Yeah, that's, oh, that's no. a good question. <laughs> Stay in your house, you dirty Canadians. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I have anything else I wanted to ask. Sophie, did you have anything you wanted to say to Paul before I release him? Um, I'm trying to think if I had any like actual smart questions to ask. I think we got. I think we covered everything. Yeah, I feel like this. Is, so this book is 100 and like I think like 80. 180 something 84 180 it's a large font yeah it's nice and easy to read it's Um, very accessible and sadly did not fit in my tiny back pockets but um oh no i love the sizes of this book just in general on the print size i think Mm -hmm. i'm turning into an old man (laughs) because i'm like ooh, huge (laughs) print size yeah it's great yeah i am oh no that's an issue Oops. I mean, to get some teens reading, they want to make it as easy to read as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Orca actually has just done changes to make their books. I think they call them ultra readable. So they've changed the paper and the font so that's dyslexia friendly. And oh, that's so awesome. They've made a bunch of changes just in terms of even like the weight of the papers mm-hmm. makes it easier for people to read. Wow. Which I'm like, that's... that we have like the 
not the technology to do that, but like the idea that like, oh, what if we change the font slightly so that it's more accessible um, mm-hmm. to people who have difficulties with that? And I, I, that's something I don't think about because the only thing that I like, I need to wear glasses, so there's that. But it's not so when I look at like a type font that's like a normal type font, maybe like the between the like this one, like the chapter titles. Um, like I can see someone having difficulty with that because it's like slightly cursive, but like not at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can see that it's so fascinating that they're doing that. Yeah, those um everything that was a chapter title is a hockey term, and I actually had to research for that and look oh. them up and see what they meant, and then uh-huh. figure out how to correlate it to the action of the chapter. I know. Um, so I wrote them all first, and then they said to me, "But we need." titles for the chapters i'm like what <laughs> you want me to do uh-huh. what with this <laughs> wait oh my god that's so interesting i didn't know five hole is a title from hockey so five hole has to do with the net and how many holes there would be to shoot into so there'd be like two here two under the arms and i think one between the legs or something sense interesting and then you so do it, the thing when you fall to your knees and you get rid of you one fall of them. on your <laughs> knees <Between> the pipes <laughs> yeah between the pipes has to do with the two pipes on the side of the net okay so i'm the butch queen in canadian kidlet now like maybe oh even the butch so queen in all of queer kidlet i stole the trophy <laughs> she is giving us everything mm. she is that kind of girl well, um, I just did a presentation where they're like, oh, do you want to get together? Robin was there and Tash. Um, and they're like, okay, we'll get a bunch of you together and we'll do a school presentation. I'm like, I'm bringing headpieces, sorry, for the rest of Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm sorry about that. They're like a helmet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you're the Canadian Ryan Lasala is what you're telling me. <laughs> I just thought, you know, there's kids watching and how, how much Zoom can they take? They need a little show. <laughs> They've yeah, some, on Zoom some longer than anyone else at this point, I think. Honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thank you so much for coming and talking to us, Paul. I love coming to talk to both of you. It's my like favorite podcast. <laughs> You're usually in the car with me. <laughs> I that sounds like a great place to be, honestly. I mean, as long as I'm driving well. Yeah. <laughs> Not That's like true. Cash. You... Cash was a bad driver. Oh my God. Such a bad driver. <laughs> Truly um, bad. I feel like a good driver when I read about like the worst kind of driving. Or when mm-hmm. I see people just like not by obeying like laws or not using turn signals. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. no, I'm not like that. Like I'm actually like very responsible. Mm-hmm. And part of that has to do with like uh, privilege and money. And I figured if there's no consequence, if he has an accident, he doesn't care how he drives. And that's no. so much of the kids I went to high school with, mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, I got a car for my 16th birthday. I smashed it a week later. Two weeks later, I have a new car. And I'm like, oh, must be nice to be you. Must be nice. <laughs> okay, right. I took the subway here. It was yeah. dirty. <laughs> I saw a rat. <laughs> Interesting. Thank you so much for always giving us funny stories when you're here. They're always so good. Um, yeah, I don't think I have the filter. So <laughs> I know, I, he should know not to say these things, but he says them anyway. Well, here's Oops. the thing. That's the power of the edit. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with it. I wouldn't have said yeah. it otherwise. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, no, you don't normally say things that you're not like, yeah, I said it. Um, oh, does that happen? Uh, well, um, it was so nice having you on, Paul. Also, thank you so much, Sophie, for being here. <laughs> I like your hair, Sophie. Thank yeah, you. Great, right? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, five stars, she says. <laughs> five stars. But yes, we've been talking to Paul Kutcher about their book, The Player, and you've been listening to the Super Lit Podcast.